everyone. It's April and Tony. We're back this week. Um, I'm a little waterlogged over here. We had quite a bit of rain here in California. Um, I think I'm done with the rain. I mean, we need the rain, but it would be nice if it all 12 inches wasn't dumped at one time. If it, you know, the universe could spread it out a little bit over the week, it would be much better. But I'm now planning on having a great garden this year because we've had so much rain, way more than we usually get here in California. So I'm certain there's going to be a lush greenery growing in my backyard, which I'm going to take advantage of because I like to grow food for my animals as well. Um, at least you know what's in it. And everybody was really glad that the rain is over. The, the, the puppies were sitting looking out the window like, we used to go out there and play. Why can't we? And it's like, well, because it's like three inches of water out there. You drown, little silly. So it's been a tough thing for weather-wise, and it's been hard on the dogs because they like to go out and snoop and sniff, you know, in the morning. And we haven't been able to do it. Uh, when it's raining sideways and you're a six-pound dog, it's not a, good, not a good match. But everybody's happy. The tortoises are still angry um, because they like sunshine. They like heat. They like to have their, you know, hay and cucumbers, you know, out in the sunshine. They have been in their hides ugh, coming out very rarely for the past almost the whole month of February because they just simply, you know, there's, there's been no sun. And that's really bad for them. I still am wrapping them in the, uh, in the electric blankets to keep them warm, to keep their temperature up, because they really should not be in temperatures that are lower than 45 for an extended length of time. Now, the good news is, is that during the day, it does go up to 70. And when they feel that, you know, they hear the sun come up, I'm certain of it. They come out and they sit in the sun every day, which I think is a good thing because um, it, it keeps them going. So hopefully winter will end soon. And I know all the people back east are, you know, rolling their eyes going, oh, you don't know what winter is. I grew up in <laughs> Michigan, so I know what it is. But I don't like it. And. I just want to get my animals through, especially the tortoises, for some hot weather. I'm going to have to spoil them unconditionally um, once it starts to warm up and stuff and give them some extra treats and stuff. And I'm going to ask the veterinarian that I take them to if there's any sort of vitamins or something I can give them because they haven't been able, you know, they, they need sun and heat to do the simplest things like walk and eat. And they haven't been eating as much because they don't have the energy to do it. It's a very different existence than what we have. Um, they're not warm-blooded. They're cold-blooded. But they do need to stay a certain temperature. So anyway, Tony, how's your brood over there? Oh, we're all doing pretty good over here. Uh, yes, we have like, oh, 32 degrees. We have rain. We have snow. But no Real rain. But see, but you don't have tortoises to keep alive. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I could send I you know one. That. I could send it FedEx. I, you could have it tomorrow. Oh, wonderful! <laughs> I've seen your tortoises. I mean, it's a coffee table. <laughs> yeah, they are it's the a coffee table. They're huge. Yes. They are Especially very. The I mean, they do fascinate me when I see them. I just can't help it. And I keep remembering when I was there and you took a watermelon and just slammed it on the ground and they were like little kids. They were crazy. They oh, loved I, it. That's the biggest treat they like is a watermelon. 
um, because it also gives them moisture. And yeah. to them, it's like, I think, having a candy bar because I take oh. it out and I just smash it down on the ground so it, it spreads out all over the place. And they, it's like, it's like kids with a pinata, you know, when they have that party and they hit this thing and all the candy falls out of the pinata. Yeah. It's like that for them. You can see, and they oh, come running. No. I mean, I think they're wonderful. They're a bit, they're a bit much. They're a bit much. Well, um, yeah, yeah. They're about well, the the three big ones are almost, I think, about 150, 200 pounds each. And you're right, you can ride them like a horse. I could put oh, one yeah. of the dogs on the back and look. I think I have a little video of Guinness sitting on the back of a tortoise and riding. The tortoise was walking; he was sitting on the back of it. I have to try to find that because that was a funny video. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, he, be... he he used to, he used to go and bark at them. He'd get right in their faces and bark at them when he was in the yeah. other body. This body, yeah. um, I haven't introduced them yet. Well, this new new body for Guinness um, is a little tinier. Yeah, it's it's half the size of what he used to be. So I have to be really diligent with him, especially with a two hundred pound tortoise. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he could be body. a pancake real fast. Oh yeah, oh yeah, especially with them. Oh yeah. So I'm gonna go get Veronica and okay. say say hello to everybody. I think I will. Well, hello everyone, and welcome to the show today. And as I always say, we have some great, great questions, and I encourage you to write in. To innerwhispersradio.com. And that's I N N E R whispersradio.com. Are you there, Veronica? Mm, yes, we are. Good day to you. Good day to you. Well, our first question is coming from Shane Can identical twins be twin flames? What would be their purpose, reincarnating as identical twins, etc.? Mm, well, there are many reasons souls would choose to be twins in the culture that you're in. Not necessarily a twin flame kind of thing, but we think identical twins come in a lot of times. Sometimes it's one soul split into two. Sometimes it's two souls that have known each other and may could have been something like a twin flame would be. And sometimes it's two energies that find themselves in the reality again and they want to interact deeply with one energy, so they'll come in as identical twins. And we're not talking just identical twins. Uh, fraternal twins also can be doing the same thing, especially if it's a boy-girl kind of thing. It's usually a fraternal kind of thing. But you incarnate as a twin to participate in certain events. It's usually old souls would do that. And reincarnating together in that short way is something that really helps. But it can be one soul that decides it wants to participate in all these different perspectives and finds that being in one body isn't going to work out. So they will come in as identical twins to have that experience expanded awareness so that they can uh, participate and evolve from having the same life go on, but from different perspectives. So 
change? Yes, the answer is yes, they can. And But we're certain we have not even begun to list all the reasons why. We're just giving you a sort of a general overview. Okay. Our next question is coming from Janet. We often hear the phrase, everything happens for a reason. Is this true? Or can random events occur that have no higher purpose? Everything happens for a reason within the soul. And that usually means that your life is following the soul plan that you made for it when you came in. And so if an event happens that's maybe not so pleasant, there's that phrase, well, everything happens for a reason. And maybe it's better that it happened because of the energy that is being portrayed. So it is true, and there are sometimes random events that occur from sort of excess energy, it'll sort of rear its head and has no higher purpose, but can probably throw a monkey wrench into your plans making. So everything does happen for a reason, especially if you are following your soul's blueprint to achieve a certain goal within the lifetime. Okay. Well, that makes perfect sense. Uh, Susan would like to know, does all balancing that needs to occur happen on the individual level? Is there such a thing as a group karma? Well, we will say that balancing does occur very much so on an individual level and karmic events like say you do something to somebody that somebody's going to do that to you that karmic kind of event oftentimes in the current reality that you're all in happen on an individual level but let's say there's a group of people or a group that has created a singular entity that would be like a group of people coming together to create a business and that business becomes extremely unbalanced for whatever reason or true but from the from the actions of these individuals so a lot of times things are rebalanced in a group kind of way where more than one energy is focusing on something it could be a business it could be an event it could be anything like that and it could go belly up for the individuals that are participating in that group event and it will happen let's see what will happen to them It'll happen on a singular level, but it'll also happen that the business or the entity or the event will also suffer a little bit. So, yes, there is group karma as well, but it does trickle up to the individual experience as well. Kind of confusing, but that's how it is. Okay, our next question is from Ross. Why do people often acquire new senses or abilities after a mystical experience? Well, they're not really new senses or abilities. There are usually dormant senses and abilities within you. And if you participate in an event or an experience that awakens your awareness to include these new abilities and senses, then it happens. It's that's why it happens. It awakens you. Sometimes you have a missile experience that makes your thought process sort of go in a different direction for a few seconds, and that helps you 
gather and embrace and participate in your new awareness and abilities that you already have start to come forward. So it's not something new created by the event. It's something new that is triggered by an event. So, yes, if you're having some kind of mystical experience, expect to have better abilities or new senses or an opportunity to participate at those higher levels. So, yes, the raising of consciousness, and sometimes that is a mystical experience, can create new events, but they're not new, really. They're things that you already had in your back pocket and didn't know it. Okay, Veronica, that was our last question. And if you'd like to take a break and come back and give the message to the world, that would be great. All right, yeah. Okay. Well, again, I want to thank everyone for listening to the show today. Had some great questions, and I encourage you to either comment on the questions we had this week or if you have anything new, please don't be shy. Write in to innerwhispersradio.com. Are you there, Veronica? Yes, we are here. So today is another day on the planet Earth. It's a little bit messy, a little bit chaotic, but we're sort of on the path here of reminding all of you in the midst of all that, that one should stay centered and grounded within themselves. Don't let your feet come off the ground and fly off into some sort of uh, weird things that are going on in the world in a group kind of way. Stand your ground and be who you are and make your choices according to how you are participating in this life. Being influenced by outside things sometimes isn't the best choice. Now, you can take in those things, but don't allow it to derail you from your personal growth pattern while in this life. Observe from a distance. Don't become involved in the chaos. Don't have something to say about it. Just say, okay, that's happening. But my journey is A, B, C, D here, and that's where I'm going to keep my focus. If all of you become involved in chaotic moments, it isn't going to fare well. What you want to do is stay grounded and what you know, and what your convictions are, and what your soul wants to bring to the planet. And you're going to stay centered and focused, not succumbing to the chaos and the weird things that could be going on. Be the master of yourself. Be connected to your soul. And make decisions based on your internal process, not the external thing that's going on in front of you. Keep your own counsel and keep yourself calm and focused. If you allow yourself to get scooped up into the chaos, not, not much good will come from that. But real goodness will come from you knowing who you are, embracing the positiveness and the gifts that you have brought to the table, and not allowing yourself to be knocked off your stance by other people's actions or other events. Know who you are. And live that way. Don't become involved in the chaos. You can observe it, but you cannot, you know, dip your feet into it. It's not worth it. So decide today you're going to be grounded within yourself. Whatever activities support that, you should be doing. And the activities are different from everyone. So we can't give you a list of going, okay, here's the 10 things you should be doing. 
because you're all very different and all with different experiences. So you have to go inward to your own awareness and find those things that you're seeking to do and experience and stay grounded and do them. You can. And that will also help the chaos on the planet because if each one of you ground yourself and become calmer and more focused, the whole situation will get calmer and grounded and more focused. So start keeping your own counsel. Start working on your own energy and stay focused and keep expanding that awareness because that will be the greatest gift you can give to yourself. Well, thank you, Veronica. And again, wonderful message. And I want to thank everyone for listening to the show today. And we'll be back with you next week with more questions. Until then, have a good weekend. Bye-bye.